What's up, folks? You are tuned into the Failing Frequency. I am Ethan. And I'm Mike. And we like talking about Star Trek. We do indeed. And what track are we talking about this week, even? Oh, it's 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 a light week this week. Um, but we've got some uh, some alien titties. Uh, we've got the return of a man with a tit for a head. Uh, and then we'll be talking about this week's episode of Star Trek Lower Decks, The Inner Shite. Something like that, yeah. And there's yeah. Uh, time codes for all that below. But before we start, how are you doing this week? Ah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've just been busy working. I, I really, I honestly, I don't have much to say. Um, I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, I can talk about um, poo. Uh, puke and keyboards i've been obsessing over getting a new keyboard i was telling you before we started recording i now know way too much about keyboards my Mm -hmm. partner is sick of it bored of you um, (laughs) already talking about keyboards yeah i'm fucking obsessed like i just yeah i like i want to get the right one because i'm because i'm from yorkshire i'm from Yorkshire. yorkshire and yorkshire men are known for not enjoying the spending of money. Mm. So I want, I want to make us... Inf- <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. we're putting it, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 how my mum, who is a foreigner, that's how she puts it. Okay, uh, yeah. Yorkshire men are tight. Um, and I, I just wanted to make an informed decision. I now know enough to make an informed decision and mm-hmm. um engage in a full on debate about um clicky switches um mm. online and clicky clicky versus linear switches um and honestly my partner is just sick of it well are you ready to get into an argument in the comments below um you know what what keyboard yeah. are you going for yeah, I still haven't entirely decided yet. I'm thinking oh. about going for an Epo maker that has a function that allows you to um, split the spacebar into three different keys. Um, it's a TKL, um, which which means it still has the separate fun- um, function keys. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, or <laughs> I'm thinking about going for a kit that requires some soldering. Um, but mm-hmm. also has like extra function buttons on the left hand side, which yeah. I can remap. Okay. Well, people below, um, feel free to attack Ethan for his keyboard choices. Tell him why uh, you think he's booked. wrong, and clicky, he'll tell you to clicky get switches. <laughs> Click. Yeah, I will. Clicky switches till I die, baby. Like, listen, listen to this. Listen to this linear switch. Listen to this. Listen to this, right? Mm. Nothing. Can't hear it. Exactly. Nothing. Fucking, I've only, I've only bought, I only have three keyboards. I only have three keyboards. I only have yeah. three keyboards, and I'm already drowning in fucking red switches. Fuck off. Fuck off. 
So maybe yeah. I need to just buy the keyboard and be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll see you next week with a new keyboard. Yeah, I'll have one in each hand. Yeah. <gasps> maybe I'll get and a feet. split keyboard. Hmm. Yeah, everything's everything's good on my end. It's it's similar to you, uh, except I haven't been um, obsessively uh, talking about keyboards uh, to to my partner. So it, it's just a case of you know working through, trying to get a roof mended above me. So the scaffolding's still in front of me at the moment, and then they come back and say, "Oh, by the way, we found this rotten beam that we need to replace at the same time. Can we have more money, please?" I'm like, ah! So, just do it yourself. Just get up there. Yeah. Get up I, there, if, do it yourself. Shimmy up, if shimmy up the drain. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't particularly like heights, and I wouldn't be insured to work, and the building isn't mine. So other than, other than those three main issues, I could possibly do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe you'll find some, like, hidden treasure in the roof. Yeah. Evidence of a crime, maybe. A whole murdered body. Oh, sick. My neighbours are being very quiet above me at the moment, so maybe they're dead. Maybe. Maybe they're dead. Maybe they're being quiet so as not to draw attention to the fact that they've murdered. They did a murder. A murder most foul. Nah, it wasn't that bad. It it was an an alright murder. It was a murder most fine. Most fine murder. Mostly fine. Right, we've been blabbering on anyway. Should we start talking about some Star yes. Trek? Um, let's. So last week we, <laughs> last week we discussed uh, an auction going up where they were selling off some um some some real uh iconic sci-fi history treasures. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're talking X-wing models, screen-used Star Trek costumes. Uh, Shatner's wig. Um, and this week, Mike, God knows what you were searching for, but I'm glad okay. you found it. I didn't search <laughs> for it. It was on the Star Trek Reddit before we start right, thinking okay. that I am some sort of um, Star Trek-related <laughs> pervert. Um, but if you, like me, enjoy the fantasy of, of um, alien babes... Um, then you, my friend, need to head on over to eBay where you, for the uh, current bid of $1,824, can become the proud owner of Star Trek Discovery Klingon prosthetic boobs. (laughs) For for Lorel, the Klingon. For uh, the the click on the rail. Sorry, I'm just laughing at the fact that it's that, it, that it's actually listed as prosthetic boobs. Yeah, it's, boobies. Um, <laughs> we we are apologies Not bust. for Not anyone like bust. who. Are, <laughs> yeah, we're 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 just going to be children for the next um, couple of minutes. Yeah, Star oh, Trek man. artificial uh, tits from Laurel. For when they were still trying to make um, Star Trek Discovery very edgy and have it as a oh, a war thing, and there was sex and drugs and you know all that. Yeah. Um, so that 
It's and it's not the first time you've seen Klingon tits, but it's the first time you've seen Klingon tits like this. Uh, <laughs> it's the first time you've seen Klingon nipples. Um yeah. and, and they they're double ridged. Sure, they are double ridged, I was just about to say. They're double ridged in case yeah. in case Lorel like blows out and blows out a nip. Um yeah. like like a shark's Well we tooth. know Klingons that's, have backups a, everything, backup, you know. Yeah. Like a like a shark's yeah. teeth, a backup nip takes over. Just slips um, in. Outstanding. Um, uh, it says here on the inside, it's it's Laurel 3.0205A7, two of two. Ooh. So uh, um, is that referring to each boob? <laughs> or is there or is there another is there another pair of Klingon tits out there somewhere? I um, think there's gonna be another pair of tits out there. Um. Awesome. Um, it doesn't look like there is that much padding in them. Maybe they were stuffed, or you know, Mary Chifo. Good yeah. on you. You know, well, filled I, them out. I'm not going to start commenting on, on Mary Chifo. I, I would say if if they were um, cast or anything like that, I think it's only right that they go back to Mary Chifo. I, I think it's very weird. I think it's very weird if a studio has cast um, for Mary Chifo and then been like, right, let's sell these then <laughs> without, without your In permission. It, yeah. You know, um, that doesn't so, seem yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah, so for maybe some, uh, some more altruistic folks who maybe want to spend 18 grand plus $100 shipping. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, uh, Duties, the fucking well, duties. Shipping and stuff du- like that, because you're shipping That's them extra. from the US. Yeah. Fucking. Um, you know, maybe you. I mean, God get forbid you and- ship them from the US. What's that going to flag up for for customs? Artificial. Oh, uh, people, people ship all kinds of weird shit through customs. I, I had a friend who started an import business in Nesbra, and I saw. We've and all I was got just a like, friend. So- okay. Well, well, no, he was like, he was like, I've got, you know, I was like, oh man, how's it going? What are you up to? And he's like, oh man, I've got, I got some money from my parents, so I started an import business. Like, mm. it's really simple. I'm literally just like taking pallets of stuff, and that other people have ordered, and I'm just sending them out. And I was like, oh, what kind of stuff? And he's like, I mean, like a little bit of everything, but in all honesty, it's mostly dildos. And I was mm. like, oh, so what? So you... And he's like, I don't, like, it's just what people are ordering. There are so many sex toys out there. Like, I don't understand. Like, there are so many dildos. I, I am surrounded by dildos all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just like, where are all these? What? He's like, I'm surprised. I've seen so many dildos. And that's so just the people dildos. you work with. Way, <laughs> <laughs> hey, bloody got him. But he was like, I, I've seen since he started that business. He has seen so many dildos that he's like, why, why aren't I seeing more dildos all the time? Why am I mm. only just if there are this many dildos out there? Why am I only just seeing them? And there's fake tits. There's you know those funny like torsos that people like to ride on. You know, you could stick these on one of them. Uh, but you shouldn't because you should return them to me- to their rightful owner. Yeah. Return these tits to their rightful owner. Yeah. Hashtag return the tits. <laughs> Give Mary Chifo her tits back. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so much fun. See, I, I, I might actually have to go on X and start tweeting that and, and see if I can start a movement. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I'll go on Copy Mary Chief Owen and, um, you know, do you not want your tits back? You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Surely sort of these... Yeah, man. These 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 were these were made from you. Well, potentially, um, they potentially. potentially cast from her. You know, not necessarily. It would make I sense mean, for if, the production to cast them from her, but you know. I mean, Mary Chifo's an artist. I'm sure she was like, you know. Yeah, God only knows when um, Jerry Ryan had to do Seven of Nine. That whole costume was, you know, built on her, um, pretty mm. much. If you uh, if you want some uh, Klingon tits. Um, or if you want a um, a scale from Madame Vastra's face from Doctor Who, you can just head on over to eBay. Um, yeah. You can get anything on eBay. Uh... <laughs> Things that you shouldn't even be able to buy, you can get on Absolutely eBay. not. Yeah. Um... Uh, but moving on, so yeah, like like we said, it's pretty slow news week for uh, for Star Trek. Um, I scoured the internet; no one's really up to much with all those really? actors, mm. all those actors, and no, not one scandal. No wow. one, no one is currently getting me tooed. No one um, got into a. No one did a drug and did a fight. Um, yeah. Yeah, nothing. Uh, but as I was scouring the internet, uh, a couple of uh, um, news outlets um, reported a story that I think might actually be a somewhat outdated story. Um, uh, it comes from a newly released oral history, Center Seat, 55 Years of Star Trek by Peter Holmstrom. But that came out a couple of years ago. That was at least five years ago, yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking that maybe a little bit of AI going into this. Um, But regardless, we've never talked about this. And Mm. I think that this is quite interesting. Um, So Manny Koto talked about, um, you know, as as they were wrapping up the last series of Enterprise, had they been able to carry on. Uh, they would have had an episode of Star Trek Enterprise that featured the return of old Shatner face. Um, William Shatner, boo indeed. Um, But interesting, an interesting concept for the episode. So listen to this, Mike. Uh, Says Manny Koto. um, uh, Manny Kota. Uh, Manikoto. The idea was it was a Mirror Universe themed episode. Uh, in the original Mirror Mirror, the evil Kirk had a device that was called the Tantalus Field. Uh, which you press a button and his enemies would vanish. Um, it was implied there in that episode that they would just kind of died. Uh, but what the Reeves Stevens were saying uh, was what if this field did what if what this field did was transport everyone who was opposed to him into this little pocket universe? Uh, and so essentially the plot of the episode would have been uh, Archer and the Enterprise 
discovering this like pocket universe somehow and on the pocket universe they were all on this planet surviving at, at the end um, blah 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 now you have this pocket universe with evil Tiberius Kirk kind of stranded with other people who evil Spock has banished mm. yeah because like at the end of the mirror universe episode Kirk's like you know your Kirk's got a fucking death ray. You should use it on him. So yeah. in the in-between bits, Spock goes and he's like, pew, pew, <laughs> pew, pew, and transports evil Captain Tiberius Kirk to this planet where he sets up like a gang of road warriors, presumably. Mm. Um, And it would have been an older Kirk um uh, trying to basically um steal the NX01 from Archer with his with his gang of uh, mirror universe compadres yeah yeah um yeah i know this so, uh, you know this this isn't a finalized episode you know that they they had ready to go or whatever but this is a real shit concept for the episode. <laughs> this is like real yeah, bottom of the barrel. Know, yeah. How do we get like, him how old, back? How old, oh. how old was he then? So like he's like 90 now. So like what? You don't want to see a 70 year old Kirk in his sleeveless um, nope. sleeveless tunic with a little sash having yeah. a having a, a knockdown brawl with a Captain Archer. No. And absolutely holding his own. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, the having um, Kirk die when he did twice in generations is the sort of perfect age for him to die. So yeah. he doesn't have to do, you know, he was already struggling. You know, you wouldn't want to see him monkeying about um, more than he was doing in generations. So, yeah. you know, this is just stupid. Yeah. Um, oh man, what you don't you don't love that final fight scene from Generations, where three men, a minimum of of three 60, men over the age of fifty. <laughs> three men that like it, it, like I think one like yeah, between the ages of fifty and seventy are having a fight. You don't think that yeah. that's exciting? And that was the um, reshot version of it as well, because they had a version already. And they went, nah, this doesn't work. We've tested this with people, uh, the audience, and it doesn't work. Let's go reshoot it. Are you are you think you're gonna do better in an episode where you can't go re and shoot, you know, reshoot it? Um an Enterprise? <laughs> you know. What? Come on. It's just like they look they look like they're in pain. It's like, yeah, mm. they're it's a fight. It's like, yeah, I don't mean like that. I mean like They look bit like they're in pain before they hit each other though. Yeah. <laughs> um but I mean, saying that, you know, um, uh, what if Archer stumbles upon this pocket universe and an evil Tiberius Kirk, now as an older man, but still formidable? He's formidable still. Yeah. Right. He's still formidable. He's still got it. Yeah. His bones uh, are like glass, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> he's still formidable. Yeah, man. Sneeze on him and he'll, you know, explode, fall down and shatter a pelvis. Uh, but other than that, yeah. Now that there were a load of ideas to try and bring him back when it 
because they did want him back and thought it would it was going to boost ratings when enterprise was failing um you know from the third season really and yeah thank god they didn't mm. because obvious reasons yeah. and well it, actually it, it wouldn't even work because the the channel that they sure? were on yeah are the channel sure? that they were because, on because so Here's here's the thing. I've just noticed this. So it, it it's so this is coming from the book version of Center Seat that's that's being released. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, Rick Berman Boo uh, mm-hmm. claims the sum was unaffordable, but Koto remains convinced that quote Paramount wanted Enterprise to die. The studio um the the studio not bringing Shatner back was not because he was too expensive, but because it might have saved the series. No, come off. No, um, <laughs> he he would have been too expensive. It wouldn't have appealed to because the the channel that they were on was pretty much the CW of its time, and you know turned into CW eventually. A, a teenage Did audiences, it? yeah, yeah. A teenage audience is going to be that interested in a 70-year-old man? No. They weren't interested in the other stuff um, Enterprise was doing. You know, how are they going to be interested in that? This is, they, and they should have the got, whole they should budget have got, thing as well. Um, they should have got Ryan from the OC to play him. Yeah. I mean, it that might have worked more, having like a, a Kirk brought back who is younger and hot you know younger and hot he would have been a good Kirk, young kirk the, yeah the guy ryan ryan from the oc he would have been good mm-hmm. and that that probably would have played more with the you know the audience still... of the time of that channel yeah i still would but but on the budget thing yeah. it makes me laugh when one of the things they say about enterprise season five that never happened was the ship was going to get this new secondary hull and it was going to be the refit Enterprise uh, NX-01A and stuff like that. And you have like Manny Koto saying that and you go, okay, you know what's really cheap? Reusing the CGI asset that you've already got. You know what's more expensive than that? Rebuilding the CGI asset and then rebuilding sets. So you're going to have to have new sets for the secondary hull. Yeah. If you're a failing show that is struggling to get two million viewers a week, you know, back then when two million was was poor, they're not going to let you go. Oh, right. What we need now is a couple of million because we want to take this soundstage and turn it into this, and we want to redo our assets. They should have reused the um, the the Defiant set from the 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 mirror from the mirror universe episode they did. They could have done yeah. that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. You know, just another little window into um, somewhere in the multiverse. You know, along yeah. with Mark Bernardin's um, Khan episode of TNG. Mm. And lots of stuff currently, like the Khan podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 In any case, shall we talk about the episode of the week uh, rather than me? No, I don't think we should. No. Shouldn't we? Okay. But we will we anyway. talk about poop. And boobs. Poop and <laughs> boobs and baby puke. But Lower Decks, Season 4, Episode 9, penultimate episode of the season. Uh, the Inner Fight. 
Um, non-spoilers. Ethan, what did you think of the episode? It's good. I liked it. Um, I like I liked mm. um, most of the things in it. In fact, I can't really I, I can't really think of anything that I didn't like about this episode. To be honest, yeah. um, there was um, there was there was there was even like I even felt bamboozled. Mm. I felt bamboozled. Um, bamboozled. Yeah. Um, one thing that I didn't like uh, because there is a there is a cameo. There's a great cameo, deep cut cameo. Um, but I won't say who it is, but this, this cameo, um, it, it, it's made me sad because it has officially killed, um, Mm -hmm. a slice of my head cannon. Yeah. Um, I won't go into it in non-spoilers, but yeah. Well, Um, we'll do it in spoilers, uh, definitely. But if, if, if you enjoyed, um, episodes... If you oh, say the two episodes that it might it might spoil who the cameo is. <laughs> um uh but yeah, hey, if you enjoyed TNG episode mm. Lower Decks, yeah. there's there's a little nod to that. Mm-hmm. Um if you enjoyed that episode with Wesley and the, the pilots, which I've forgotten. The Red Menace. Uh, um, Nova Squadron, it is. Nova Squadron. Mm. Um, yeah, you'll like this episode. If you liked, uh, the movie, um, Predators, you'll like this yeah. episode. <laughs> um, and if you like, if you like Star Wars, if you like A New Hope, some episodes of The Mandalorian, yeah. and the Boba Fett series, then you'll mm. also like this episode. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a a good episode. Get more insight into Mariner as a as a person, um, which yeah. I think is is sorely needed. So it's it's light on pretty much everyone else. Um, and fine, good. I'm fine having you know not all these shows because there's a core four people need to be about all four of them at once or two of them at once. Um, I didn't think it was that funny. And again. I don't need Lower Decks to be funny, but, you know, if I was going to knock it down for anything. Um, and I thought the A plot and the B plot intermixing was relatively good or better than the last couple of episodes that we've had. Um, you know, it's felt like maybe in the last couple of episodes I've complained about the A plot and the B plot having, you know, no sort of joint messaging or, or harder joint messaging. Whereas this one, I thought, you know, at least... It carries on a story track together. So, yeah. Mm. I quite liked it. And it's good we're actually, you know, pursuing the overall season, um, you know, totally. storyline that we've been ignoring a bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want me to do the what's the story uh, bit? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Mariner is on a bit of a tear, doing increasingly dangerous things, so to keep her away from a mission on the Cerritos, her mother, Boimler, uh, or her, Boimler, Rutherford... Her mother, and... Boimler? No, that... I knew there no, was that's something not right. I've... fucking weird. <laughs> and my notes are wrong. Um, her, Boimler, uh, Tillin, and Tendi are sent on an easy mission to repair a satellite. I put Rutherford there for some reason. Um, When they are repairing the satellite, a Klingon bird of prey appears and destroys their shuttle, stranding them on the planet. 
which just so happens to be the same planet that all the crews of the ships that have been captured by the mysterious ship all this season have been stranded. Mariner is still on a tear and she leaves the rest of the Lower Deckers behind to attempt to do some shit to get them all off the planet. On the way she runs into a Klingon and they fight until they have to take shelter from glass rain. Um, while taking shelter, Mariner tells the Klingon why she's been on a tear. She's got PTSD from the Dominion War and having her friend at the uh, Academy being sent to her death. Uh, that friend being Sito from the TNG episode Lower Decks. After That's some Klingon cancelling... That's the It's all... Mesh together. Um, after some Klingon counselling, Mariner is back to her old self and rallies all the races trapped on the planet to help them all escape um, when she is transported away by the mysterious ship. Meanwhile, on the Cerritos, uh, the ship is on a mission to find Nick Lacano from the TNG episode The First Duty. Um, also, that's had a bad Cito. Um, because the mysterious ship has now changed to kidnap ex-Starfleet officers. By the time they get to Locarno's place, they find out he is um, he has the design for the mysterious ship. And now back with Mariner on the mysterious ship, Nick greets her and says they're going to make uh, get into a whole lot of trouble together. To be continued. Wait, it's Nick Locarno hey, played by Nick Robert McNeil. Robert, Robert McNeil. Duncan McNeil. Um, so. Uh, so my my head cannon took yeah. took a heavy hit by them outright, like having Nick Lacano in it because I always had it in my head that mm. Nick Lacano was Tom Paris, yeah, using a pseudonym because he doesn't like his dad and he didn't want to be Tret like his dad's, um, you know, son. Yeah. He didn't want. He didn't. He was trying to avoid accusations of nepotism, mm. um, and I thought that like Nick Lacano, like the name Lacano, could maybe be his mother's maiden name, or yeah. um, because it, it's a silly name, mm. um, and Tom Paris is a douche. Yeah, he is. So he maybe is. he wanted it to sound exotic. And and they've got very very similar backstories as well, where Nick Lacano gets um, whatever his name is, like Fred. It's some stupid stupid name. Um, killed during Nova Squadron's maneuvers by attempting um, an Opal Fruits maneuver. Um, yeah, man. And oh, then shuts such up a and deep pretends. Cut. Deep. I know. Deep cut for British sweets. Yeah. Only um, only British millennials and above will get that. Yeah. Um and then, you know, he he tells the rest of the the Nova squadron to shut their fucking mouths so they can all graduate. And Wesley grasses him up. Whereas the difference w between him and um Tom Paris is Tom Paris came forward after getting one of his academy mates killed and said, "Oops, I did that." <laughs> yeah, but did he though? That's he the, did. That's the like, thing. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. In in that that's the story yeah. he tells. That's the story Tom Paris tells. He's like, no, I totally owned up for it because that was the right thing to do. I think I think Janeway is told that as well. Um, <sighs> I, I haven't I haven't watched Caretaker in a couple of years now, so and I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently that. You know, there's rumours been swirling around that they only made the change because it was um, residuals and having to pay writer for 
making mm. a character, but yeah. apparently they wouldn't have had to pay the writer anyway because they were on staff. It would have been the the only reason they changed him was to make him more redeemable, and by mm. coming forward himself and saying, "Oops, I did that." <laughs> You know, rather than shut the fuck up, Wesley, I'll murder you in your sleep if you say anything. <laughs> that's that's stupid. That's and, uh, stupid. That's not how you do character progression. You yeah. start the character off as being irredeemable. Yeah, you've got seven years to try and themselves over redeem time. that character. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. <sighs> Useless. Basic TV, nineties yeah. TV, like well. Ugh, he's got to be people. He's got to be nice. Yeah. Um, what what I'm waiting for, and it's it's way skipping ahead though. But um, one of my hopes for the next episode. As soon as I saw this, I was like, I wonder if they could get Tom Paris. You know, they captured Locano at the end or whatever, and they hand him over to Tom Paris. So it's <laughs> you know, lit Nick Locano being arrested by Paris. Um, yeah, they, you could know, they could do that. They could do that and just be like, you two look alike. And they'd just be like, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see know. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, so, yeah, my headcanon took a, took, a, took a grave hit today. But it, that was a what good a deep cut, you know. And like you say, mentioning uh, later in the episode, uh, Mariner mentions Saito. And mm-hmm. she and Lucano both introduced in the same episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saito gets killed in fucking Lower Decks, the the TNG episode, not the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're different. They're different. Ever they're so different. Slightly. Yes. Um, like it's good deep cuts, deep yeah. cuts. Um, and it makes sense how this Lower Decks series is spun off from Lower Decks to to yeah. connect it into Lower Decks, the TNG episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I thought it was good as well, the um, Mariner's PTSD or finding out more why she's like, you know, this um, somewhat painfully annoying character at some points. You know, so when she's going on a tour and people are like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? Or why she never wants to get promoted and people are like, you know, the audience have been complaining or some some sectors of the audience have been complaining about Mariner and some sectors will always complain about Mariner because of other things. Um but her because having she's this... a woman and because she's black. Yeah. They, but, and, and she has she, like her that. own agency. Can you imagine a agency. woman with agency? She's bisexual. People don't yeah. like any of those things. Mm. Um, but having having a lot of that be PTSD based of like looking up to um, Saito. Saito being sent on a mission where she was probably going to die. Her dying. The Enterprise going, ah, no mad. <laughs> brushing off its hands Whoops. fucking off next week um, yeah. to next week's episode and then she goes from that and then straight into the Dominion War and she's like yeah, yeah loaded my uh, higher ups just sent people to die why would I want to become a higher up and just send people to die mm. makes sense to yeah, me and this, this shows like you know it's it's not far off the Dominion War it's only a few years off the Dominion War and so, like, yeah, she's probably, like, she's literally just been, like, the whole time just raging against the machine, getting herself into trouble, swashbuckling through space rather mm. than, like, talking about her feelings. Yeah. 
do some talking, you know. Yeah, talk about your feelings. And, no matter um, how gross it is. Yeah, feelings suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then having this Klingon, you know, the, there's been a... It's it's a meme around, but really it's from um, the DS9 episode. Uh, what was it? I did make a note of it as well. Um, I can't fucking remember. Uh, whatever DS9 episode it is with Garrick and Martok and Worf in the prison. And yeah, then Garrick uh, is um, yeah. doing, he's doing a claustrophobia. Hmm. Uh, yeah. In Inferno's awesome, Light awesome or moment. by Inferno's Light. Awesome And then, moment. you know, they, they Worf and Martok see Garrick facing his claustrophobia to go back in and do whatever he needs to do to get them out. And uh, Martok's all like, there's no greater enemy than one's own fears. Yeah. Like, yeah it man, takes a brave Klingon, man to face them, you know. Like, the, the Klingons have, like... Uh, you know, have a wonderful grasp of like mindfulness and like surprisingly wonderful grasp of mindfulness and self love and like positive attitude towards mental health. Mm. Um, yeah, they should do. They've Who got knew? temples everywhere. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, yeah. They uh, slayed their gods that were mean to them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They did. And then when when it comes to this episode, it's like um, to to not get um, Mariner over a PTSD because you can't really, you know, it's not Iron Man free. You don't just evolve out of PTSD within thirty seconds. But it's like um, you know, would Saito have gone on a mission that she wouldn't want to? Would you have? No. Well, you dishonor her then. Um, you know. Yeah. Your friend was brave or whatever. Um, and then Mariner's not fully, you know, evolved into being a Star Trek uh, Federation robot. She's still no. like, I'll call out shit Starfleet's doing still. She yeah. says something like that. So we're still going to have Mariner. She's just not going to be. Yeah. Uh, or maybe she'll address some of the PTSD. So, yeah, I well, thought that was really thing. good. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're scared of just doing a good job, mm. then raging against the machine is maybe in some ways kind of the cowardly thing to do. Yeah. And um, it, even if even if it is more physically dangerous. Mm. And it's kind of right to, to call out Starfleet for, for treating um their officers as disposable. Because, you know, the the first thing they get to teach you or the first lesson that we see all the time is let's see how you'll deal with, you know, having a load of your people die, you know, the Kobayashi Maru. And it's like, yeah. right, this is going to be a very important lesson. A load of your people are going to die. Just keep sending them, you know, um, how will you treat? How you, will, you, will you adapt to what, people what? dying? Why do we need to think about how we'll feel if everyone we know dies? Yeah. Ah, don't worry about it. Eh, no reason. There's no danger at all. You know, the ship yeah. will have children on it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it's it's well worth pointing out that Starfleet sucks in that way, especially on week-to-week yeah. shows where Ensign Saito can die and then they can just be like, wow, what's happening next week? Oh, there's a big yeah. squid in space. This is really interesting. You know? Yeah. 
Um, mm. uh, did you notice um, the, uh, the in the fight scene with Mariner and what's his name? Ah, Ma. Ma? It, it is H A um, apostrophe A L, I think. Ha'al or something like that. Between Mariner and Ma. Um, mm. Mariner does the old uh, double hammer fist, classic Kirk yeah. Fu. Loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Did you uh, notice later on as well uh, the Klingons bleed pink? Fuck yeah, dude! I was pink about blood. to say that. I was like, yeah. yes, pink blood. Hell yeah, yeah. love that. Love yeah. that. It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah. Um, oh, so good to have. Um, like the on paper best Star Trek film recognized. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um. Other, other notes I had, the ex-Starfleet officers that they call out are Seven of Nine, Bev uh, Crusher, Tom Riker, who must still be alive and maybe outside of Cardassian jail by now, um, maybe. and Nick, Nick Lacano. And mm-hmm. this is set... Um, so this is set after Star Trek Nemesis now, and it's mm-hmm. set after Picard gives up um, command of the Enterprise E, so it's well within the time that Beth, uh, Bev Crusher, um, left Starfleet and had Jack in secret. Um, so minor tie-ins for uh, yeah, um, yeah. So they, they timed three. that all. They timed that all nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The um, I liked it when they because they they're just like we need to Nick when Nick Lacano gets here. Mm. He's going to be a bad influence on Mariner. I love that the the awareness that that her mother has. So, like, so we need to get her out of here. So they just find like a whatever job, and they're like, I love the moment like before they go on the mission where they're trying to play up how dangerous this mission could be, and Boimler's yeah. just like, she's like, this is going to be boring. He's like, I don't know, this mission could go south at any minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, and does, like how dangerous Steven is it? Tillins, like if if I tell you about the mission, it will you know, or if I don't tell you about the mission, it will be two point two times more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, I love that. Uh, uh, Boimler doing a, a Steven Seagal impression, hmm. and um, Tillin doing a C three PO impression. Yeah. It's good to have Talyn back as well. Tell me the ads. Yeah, yeah. She's been she's been gone for a couple of weeks, um, and she's a good addition to the to the core cast. So it's good to have her back. Yeah. Um, sorry, just going through my notes. Um, so we get to the uh, to when we get to the um, sort of like resolution when when uh, when Mariner. Um, finds the uh, finds all of the the command crew of yeah of everything. So it turns out. So the actual the actual plot of this season, you know, we we got we got some hints at it in the last couple of abductions that went down. Is that like mm. um the the show me what you got ship has been like 
infiltrating the lower decks of these ships and so all of the all the people that that we find down on the on the planet are all the command crew so we've got the captains of all these ships uh and i i was enjoying seeing how they sort of interacted especially you know me i love romulan i'm always sorely so like it's it's so sad that we don't get as much romulans as we should and I just mm-hmm. liked the the fact that we had this one Romulan who was somewhat holding his own in the wilds of the forest, setting mm-hmm. traps, beating up Ferengi, and just being like trying to uh, just trying to get a sense of what the fuck's going on. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Uh, I I I liked that the um, that the Orions had already made slaves of the Binars, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, we're about to fuck up the Ferengi, um, and when uh, Mariner uh, convinces them all to band together, I was like, "Hey, teamwork, camaraderie, classic the dream Star work. Trek. Yeah, Te- it's classic Star Trek. Teamwork makes the dream work, baby. Yeah, and it's um, it it it's something as well." So Mariner by this point has gone through and had a conversation with the Klingon and, and done her minor therapy thing. And then it's um it it's kind of maybe message of the episode or whatever. But the Klingon is all crouching with her and like, ah, there they are, we'll get ready to attack. And she goes, like, no, we have to do something harder than attacking and beating them yeah. all up. It's, you mm-hmm. know, going and rallying them. And then when the Orions are ready to be like, when she's pitched this to to all the races, the Orions like, no, we'll we'll still fuck you up. And then even when the Orions are going to attack Mariner, she's like, no, I'm not fighting enough. There's been enough of that, um, you know, because she's still got the PTSD that she's just worked mm. out. So yeah, loved it, loved it. And then Tendi bounces in. She's like, mm. fucking mistress of the winter constellations or whatever. Um, and there, there, I love this, like, you know, discovery about Tendi actually being like pirate royalty and everyone's shit yeah. scared of her. The, the, there's one Orion that we've had in, in four series now that hasn't treated her like royalty. And that was the one that was raised on earth and didn't know anything about Orion. Yeah. Everyone else is just like, oh, mistress, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Good shit. And then, uh, but the so the the Klingon didn't get to beat everyone up, but they mm. they managed to fucking get onto the Klingon ship and pry part of the hull, which is graded to go in and out of an atmosphere. Yeah, uh, using uh, like fucking improvised tools, they managed to get into the thing. But those birds of prey are fucking taped together. Like, yeah, you know, that's, they're, they're maybe even up. ancient. That that shit yeah. might be a hundred years old. You know, um, and they get on, and I was, and this is the like probably my one of my favorite moments when the captain kills that fucking ensign, the mm. Klingon ensign from like a couple seasons ago, <laughs> who'd taken over the ship. He fucking kill. He like bites his shit off. Yeah. Comes like, up comes and you don't see the bite, but it's just like, like fucking Pepto Bismol all over his face. And he's just like <laughs> yeah. just like God knows what he did. Did he bite his dick off? Yeah. Or did he just 
throat. I'm throat, thinking more or... like the neck, you know. That's my thing. It's either throat or dick. Yeah. He, he's the, bit, the, off, the, oh, bit off his um, double nipples. Um, yeah, one of his yeah. dicks. Both of them. Both of his yeah. dicks. Both of his dicks and his throat. All of it. So it's kind of good we've got this um, this crew now of the Bird of Prey. is a load of Klingons. And then all the races that have been fucked up by this mystery ship. So next week they can go on a tour trying to destroy or whatever the mystery ship as well as get mariner back yeah man which mm-hmm. all good for me yeah um, um before we what? do the the last bit of the episode are we gonna do the the b plot yeah let's do a bit of the b cool. plot at least do you have any did you were you about to say some more thoughts on the on the the a plot now, for this bit I, I was i was gonna go to b anyway which i i mm. thought it was a a reasonably smart B plot because you know you're watching Freeman um, go down and have trouble getting into the bars to get the information about Locarno and stuff like that, um, and just getting kicked back. And it's like, no, we don't like Federation here. Oh, this bounty hunter can walk in because he's not Federation and stuff like oh, that. Oh well, actually, I think you'll I think you'll find what he said was like, I don't like we don't like the Federation here. I'm British. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I saw that and I was like, "Wow, he sure what a, is what British." What a solid accent, <laughs> solid. Just like, yeah. "Hello, love." Yeah, um, but it, but it all being like a a ruse or a ploy by Freeman to have like, um, Billups in this bounty hunter costume. I was totally bummed. That I was totally bummed. I thought that it was going to be Nick. I thought it was going to yeah. be Nick Lacano. I thought it was going to be Nick as well, um, trying to get the information about where he is to like get rid of the information. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, re- really smart. And she she set this up before the um, Cerritos has even got there as well, because that bounty hunter ship comes in straight after them. Yeah. So she's had this as a, a plan continuously through there. So well, it happens. You know. It happens. Yeah, exactly. And it, like it happens continuously throughout the episode. They try to go to the mm. bar and they don't get let in. And then bounty hunters just sidle on in um, because uh, they're in a. What was I said? Yeah, the the place that they're at. They they get down. It's just like someone mentions he's in the pickpocketing district. Yeah. And there's all like bars and stuff, and it's like, is this is this Moss Esper? Are we in? Yeah. Are we in a? This is this truly is a hive of scum and villainy. Mm. Um, yeah, I liked I like this I like this little uh, this little addition to to yeah. the to the Star Trek geography. We've got a hive of scum and villainy. It's got a pickpocketing district, um, presumably like uptown. It has more like white collar districts, so it's got like. Um, like tax fraud. <laughs> tax fraud. There's a tax fraud mm. district and a insider trading district. Um, mm. But down here where we're at, there's like a pickpocketing district. There's a video piracy uh, theater. They only show films that they didn't pay for. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, just like at my house. Um, and then, and then we we are treated to 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 the best cameo of the episode. 
it, it's the one that got the biggest laugh from me. Um, so this this was my laugh. Clint Howard. <laughs> Clint, yeah. It's Clint Howard. Uh, so <laughs> for and people people might not know because it is a a long call back, even oh, longer yeah. than Starburst being Opal Fruits. Um, <laughs> the Tio episode. What is it? The Corbomite maneuver. The Corbomite um, maneuver. Yeah, they they keep on seeing this What's alien on screen, and Balak or Bollock, Balak, Bollocks, Bollocks, um, and he's saying like, like we will destroy you, and it it's just like terrible, and then we find out that, that alien is just a puppet, and it's just a baby with Clint, well, a baby Clint Howard. <laughs> I was going to say a baby with Clint Howard's voice, but it's baby Clint baby, Howard. No, it's baby Clint Howard with a man's voice. Yeah, true. Um, so in this episode, you see it and it's moving very robotically. And Freeman's like, ha, I think that's a puppet. And, you know, Rufford or, or Shax is like, oh, a puppet? How can you tell? And you're like, oh, you know, oh, you're an idiot. That's clearly a puppet. And she picks it up and starts shaking it, and you see all arms and legs come out, and you're like, "Ah, no! I'm not Stop shaking me!" Uh, I yeah. love Rutherford's line of like, "He's got all kinds of internal organs. <laughs> yeah. he's, got, he's, got, like, he's got all kinds of shit going on." Um, yeah, yeah. Does he have it, an appendix? Re- really That's my question. Uh, yeah, yeah, great moment. Great moment. Mm. And before anyone like says, oh, why was that alien look like that? Because that was just a puppet from Clint Howard or whatever. Well, maybe there are aliens that look like this puppet that Clint Howard, or Clint Howard made a puppet that looked like a different species of alien. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe that puppet is offensive to that alien. Yeah, it probably would be. Yeah, it'd be like, so we there. are not a caricature. Little green yeah. men have rights. Mm. Little, little guys. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little um, guys. Little, little guys. Big heads. Big guys. guys. My, my, my other chuckle of the week, and it wasn't a big laugh or whatever, when, um, so they, they've talked about Bev earlier in the episode, and then when Mariner's sneaking out, when Boimler's asleep, he rolls over and goes, oh, teach me how to tap dance Beverly Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was weird in that moment where like Beckett goes to sleep and she's like, mm. fine, I guess I'll just go to sleep and then sits upright. Yeah. And I'm just like, and it's just straight away. It's just like, she's not going to sleep. Yeah. Like she's all the rest of you are idiots. Up. Clearly, yeah. you know, she's not going to go to sleep. Um, and then they'll just go fine then and pick a corner of the cave and just lay down and immediately go to sleep yeah yeah so yeah so I I think for for next episode it is you know there's finding out what Locarno's up to and what he wants to use all these ships for is he Mm. making a fleet of ex-Starfleet officers who never got their chance Um, if he's rounding up Starfleet I mean is that what he was going to do well, Is possibly because he was because he's, um, he's been kidnapping he's been, ex-Starfleet. He, has he been kidnapping ex-Starfleet? Who else is that, he kidnapped? That's what they say at the start of this episode. He was kidnapping ex-Starfleet, 
And he might have kidnapped Mariner as part of the end of this to do whatever he wants to do as well. Yeah, because he th- probably thinks that she'll rage against the machine with him. Yeah. Um, and and he's been... And so obviously all the other ships that he's been messing up, mm. uh, you know, he's you know he's made... He's convinced them to mutiny. So he's got a little fleet. He's got a little fleet of guys. Um, yeah. You know, so maybe he's trying to do some kind of revolution mm. yeah. I mean Lucano would strike me as someone as the same way as Tom Paris did this is probably why it strikes me who would join the um, Maquis so yeah. is he getting yeah. ships together as part of the Maquis is he going to go you know do whatever the Maquis would do re- try and rebirth the Maquis after they were destroyed mm. by the um, Cardassians who knows Maybe. Um, uh, we haven't seen Bad Boimler. This wait, is he dead? No, he's still alive. We just haven't seen him. Um, we haven't seen him this episode. Maybe, maybe we'll see him again. Maybe yeah. Nick is working with Bad Boimler. Mm. I, I, I think Bad Boimler's a next season thing. I think they yep. would have tried to set him up. But imagine if we've got Thomas Riker, if we've got Tom Riker, a transporter clone, if we've got. Um, I was going to say Robert Duncan McNeil. Um, what's his name in this episode? Uh, what's Nick the Lacano. fucking Nick Lacano? And we've got Bad Boy, and we've got three clones, um, you know, working together. That'd be interesting. Essentially, <laughs> <Yeah>. essentially three clones. <laughs> clones uh, by another name. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, what else? What else could we have? We we. I mean, they've not really done any mirror universe stuff, really. So that couldn't do that. Um, mm. Did anyone ever grow another <gasps> trip? Trips, trips, little guy. Trips. Um, Sim or whatever it is. Sim, yeah. Yeah. simp, simp. Yeah. I simp, sim, simp the sim. Um, uh, who else had clones that were still alive at the end of the episode? Or you know, Sim died, I suppose. Um, mm. Geordie strikes me as someone who's had a clone at some point. Um, I feel like he would. He would yeah. do, wouldn't he? He would. Did anyone have, have a, an evil hologram version of them? Oh, what about the Voyager crew from that episode about propaganda? Propaganda. Um, possibly. Were... And then there was the... The, the Voyager crew that all died, that were all made from that black goo. <gasps> the goop! Um, the goop crew! The goop crew. <laughs> it's like <laughs> goof troop. Um, the goop crew! They they all come up and like, don't the goop crew sound like people who like are like a dance troupe? Yeah. We're the goop crew and they're just like doing dance and every time they like gyrate, just fling goop Slosh at the audience. Yeah. yeah. I'd watch um, it. Yeah. So yeah, I I do hope a bit because if he's already there, you know, filming or doing his audio for um, Locarno, you might as well get him there as Paris. Um, mm. Just yeah. bring him in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably get Kim as well because like where Robert McDunk- Robert Duncan McNeil goes, Garrett yeah. Wang is never far behind. Yeah, they carpool everywhere now. <laughs> Yeah. Not because Robert Duncan McNeil wants to, but because uh, no. <laughs> Harry Kim doesn't have a car. No. 
Because <laughs> Garrett Wang's just going, and remember when we were on the set of, <laughs> of Voyager yeah. and you said that thing? And I was like, whoa, that's yeah. crazy. Remember how you had this storyline? He's like, yeah, I remember all my storylines. Think about one of your storylines. Think about your <laughs> no, sto- your like... one storyline you had. I don't think he is. I think he's like, remember when you had that storyline? Robert Duncan McNeil's like, no. Mm. <laughs> I've worked. Yeah. I've worked as a respectful <laughs> I've been busy. TV director. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do we have anything else to say about this episode or, or hopes for next week, the finale? Um, I hope that... Um, that that everyone has a good time. Oh yeah, 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 um, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I hope Except it can live you, up. Except to... you, Mike. Aww. Except you. Ah, you shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope it can live up to you know previous finales for Lower Decks. You know the yeah. Titan arriving, all the California classes arriving. You know that that sort of high level yay up in the air sort of stuff yeah often often the finales of of lower decks have been the best episodes yeah 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 so yeah if if that's uh all we've got for this week then then it's just time for us to say um check out all below for links to socials so that's uh twitter where maybe if i can be bothered i'll start a campaign to or x x are you calling it X Fuck. yet? Are you flipping? Nah. Are you using Twitter and X interchangeably? Like a lot. Of I, people? I'm still calling it Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe we. Maybe I'll. I'll be bothered and start the campaign for Return Chifo's boobs. Um, <laughs> if, if I can. If I can be bothered and, and want that attention on us. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, the the socials under there, the Insta, the uh, TikTok, the Twitter, um, the Facebook, uh, links to us as well. Uh, subscribe, like, tell a friend, leave a comment. Um, yeah, we, we asked for a comment before. Clicky keyboards, you know, come yeah, at Ethan keyboards. with all your what clicky are your keyboard noise. On, on, on mechanical keyboards, clicky versus yeah. tactile versus linear. Why... Mm. Uh, is clicky the best? And if you don't like tactile or linear, uh, you're wrong. Mm. Layouts. Split. TKL. 60%. Um, all of that. Yeah. C- come at him with your um, keyboard noise. Um, yeah. And beyond that, it's just time for Ethan to say... Uh, live long... One sec, let me just... <laughs> Live long and prosper, you motherfuckers. And peace and long life to all the masses.